welcome to Moose and Squirrel, but we're married. A podcast where a married couple watches Supernatural. I am the wife, Dr. Patricia Brewer. And I'm John Brewer. The husband. Yeah, it's kind of like process of elimination. We haven't been in the podcast realm for a little bit. No, we missed a couple weeks. Sorry. And this one's late. <laughs> <laughs> Someday it won't. But I feel like Supernatural is traditionally about 25, 30 minutes late. That's kind yeah. of how we've been. We wanted it to be out oh, yeah. at 8 p.m. It's currently 6 40 or 7 43 p.m. the day we want it to come out yeah it's not gonna come out in time we had our number one fan message us charlene <laughs> to be like are you guys okay <laughs> <laughs> haven't heard from you in a while on the podcast but it's been a pretty wild ride with the move yeah it's been it's been a bit it's the sorest i've ever been in my life and i have climbed mount fuji and i have run many 10 mile races and it's just, it was very sore. I've traveled the world, and I've also moved across the globe. I played hockey. And you played hockey. And you've, like, <laughs> done, you've had kids. Yeah. But I've never been so sore. And the thing is, we hired movers. Yeah, I've never moved again. We paid people lots of money to move our stuff, and yet I still threw my back out and had to go to the chiropractor during the move. Yeah. And it's been a good long time with the move on my back. But there was a lot of stuff that they not in a good way. still had to do. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff we still had to do. One thing that we did that was particularly fun was buying new couches. Yeah. You're watching uh, <laughs> our fat cat, Krusty, try to get out of the room. He's the new doors so hard. The new doors are a little heavier than the previous no, doors were. He's there doing... he is. He made it out. It took him a while. He was too afraid to push his whole body through. So cats are supposed to be able to get into any hole that their heads can get into. Well, the width of the whiskers. The width of the whiskers. But the thing is, Krusty is much wider than his whiskers. Yeah, it's not supposed to work that way. They're not supposed to be three times the, as wide as your whiskers. But anyway, so we got a new couch set. We got two couches. We got some rugs. We got a rug in this room. Which makes it the perfect recording studio. You know, it's funny. I have not heard a single car since we moved into the house, except for right now when we're trying to record this podcast. Yeah, that's when they come out. <laughs> they're like, oh, they're here. But it should be a little better just because we're recording upstairs and not downstairs right on the road. Yeah. I think the acoustics are a little better in here, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I guess we'll have to find out. Well, I'm very excited to get back into the swing of things. It feels right it feels good. It feels like we should watch an episode of Supernatural. Yeah. We're on episode 18, Something Wicked. Will you always remember this as the first episode of Supernatural we watched in the new house? Sure. No, you won't. I feel like if that if that's a lot of pressure, I feel like the first things that we watched in this house were me watching the Hoof GP, which is a <laughs> Scottish man that carves up cow hoofs. Uh, not man- maniacally, it's like his job. The- and then also hockey. That was the first thing I watched. And oh. then together we watched a bunch of Judge Judy. Yep. Like a lot of Judge Judy. Yep. We got that YouTube TV and we were watching Judge Judy on it. Yes. It's been kind of where our minds have been at. Like we wanted to record Spiral this week in time, but it just did not happen. because the spiraled out of control. Yeah, we, are, we spiraled into watching Judge Judy is what we did. <laughs> so we're watching um, episode 18. Now there's only 22 episodes in the season. We're, we're this is the second uh second movie or second movie the second episode that's on disc five it's written by daniel knauf knauf or knauf uh, is the case silent 
Um, probably. Knopf? Knopf? Daniel Knopf. Uh, and directed by Whitney Rancic. Uh, original air date, April 6, 2006. Nice. Nice. And so it says, Thy angels watch me through the night and keep me safe till morning light. A little girl's prayers are no match for a striga, a powerful witch with terrifying ties to the Winchester brothers' childhoods. Ooh. We're going to watch their dad be a really wonderful father in this episode. Hey, Negan. We're going to watch why Negan is such a good dad. I love Negan. <laughs> so do you think we should watch it? Yeah, let's go for it. Nice. A couple things. Okay. One, this is pretty close to us. It is. Not that far away. Was it Fitchburg, Wisconsin? Fitchburg. Fitchburg, Wisconsin, which is near Madison. Yeah. Which is a city that's not too far from us. Yeah. It's only like seven hours. Not that far. No, is it like four? Because Milwaukee is like six. six. Okay. It's closer to us than Milwaukee, though, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like probably four or five to Madison and five or six to Milwaukee, depending on how fast you're driving. Yeah. No, it's probably six to, to the, Milwaukee. Yeah. Probably like five to Madison. Yeah, that's cool. Anyway, that was very exciting. So we had a little girl whose mommy is staying at the hospital to take care of the other sister, the other uh, sibling. Did the witch get that one too? I don't know. <laughs> but um, also, this is one of those things. One of the things I like about uh, the DVD box set's descriptions is that I feel a kindred spirit to whoever wrote these. Because they're always kind of wrong. But it's like, because it's not a, a witch. Okay. But we'll find out what it is soon enough. But it's not a witch. But it's like kind of like one thing adjacent to what the actual oh, yeah. thing is. Like filming. as <laughs> Filming. Which I did say in the earlier when we started recording this. And I called it like recording a movie. And I was like, <laughs> we we're not recording a movie. We're recording a podcast. It's so close. It's so far. Yes. But so this little girl is having to sleep. Very creepy bedroom. And he's got, like, and she goes up in like in a little girl fashion. Like she runs and closes the curtains because it's scary. And she runs back into bed and covers her eyes. But then she sees like a hand, a creepy fingers, long fingers, looky like coming through the glass and opening up the windows. And it's Palpatine. It's Emperor Palpatine came to suck out her blood That's or what something. It looked like it looked like Emperor Palpatine. He had a big white glowy thing in his mouth. Yeah, it's probably that. I think that's what it is. So she screamed, no parents came to the rescue. This is the craziest crossover ever. Yeah, I mean, how do you think he got so powerful? Oh my gosh. So this is probably good for the podcast because it makes me seem like such a good professor, which I am. Right? Yes. (laughs) So today in class, uh, I was teaching Nietzsche. And as I was walking into class, two people, one person was exposed. I don't want to say mansplaining, but they're trying to explain Anakin's point of view in, like, Star Wars and why it wasn't that bad what they did. And I walked in and I'm like, and the person said, but he killed babies, you know, and he's like, oh, no, no, you don't understand. So and and I'm setting things up for class where we're talking about Nietzsche and the will to power and the Ubermensch, like the person that's supposed to be this blonde beast and blah, blah, blah. And so... Because it was the second class, they'd all we'd all gone over all the concepts, and this was like the review of the concepts. So the first half hour, as a class, we debated whether or not Anakin is an example of Nietzsche's like Superman, the Ubermensch that says yes to life and has the will to power and stuff like that. And people got so heated. It was so fun because there's no real. I don't. I mean, there's lots of things you can say for or against. 
But it was so fun, and I could never, like, orchestrate that again. It was just a really good time. I think the reason they took him so dark is to show that even the worst are redeemable. Yeah. Because he turns good, kind of, at the end. Yeah. I think that was the point of it, to make him so horrible, yet still redeemable. Yeah. Do you think that he would have stayed horrible if he had known his kids were alive? Uh, like I don't right think after so. he killed those babies? I don't think so. How do you go from killing a bunch of babies to like being a good dad? Um, well, it took like 40 years. Of I know, but if it was life. like right away, they're like, oh, by the way, Padme no, died in childbirth, no, you no. dick. You could have been there for her, no, but you weren't. I think he needed to live that entire life of just garbage. Yeah, and being an evil murderer, like, yeah, planet to, killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, let's keep watching. <laughs> So, so we've had two flashbacks. Yeah. Well, I guess we could start by saying that, first of all, they go to the hospital, they sneak their way in, they talk to the doctor, and it turns out that nothing's working. No, antibiotics aren't responding, or they're not responding to antibiotics, I should say. By the way, Loki is right next to the camera, just like his mouth his, is up. The there camera? he is. <laughs> He's next to the, the microphone. Just cuddled onto it, and you can see the vibrations in the audio file. <laughs> Thank you, Loki. That's what the people need. Just some cat purrs. Just some just very intimate cat purrs in their car. Uh, he's got a scratch on his face because he got into a fight. But earlier, I saw him smack his sister in the face, unprovoked. He came up to her, gave her a kiss, and smacked her in the face. Sounds right. It's oh, it's rude. But anyway. So, there's a lot of kids that are sick, and Dean starts having flashbacks. Yep. Because they go to the house where the kid got kidnapped in in the beginning. They find a burned-in handprint onto the windowsill, and Dean remembers it. He remembers this case, and he's clearly kind of shifty about it. And they were in Wisconsin. They were in Wisconsin as well, Mm -hmm. right near us. And so, basically, Dean's been shifty. And he's like, I uh, tell Sam, he tells Sam that he remembers the case. His dad hunted it and did not kill it 16 or 17 years ago. Yeah. So Dean would have been about 10 or 11. And Sam would have been about like six years younger than that. So what is that, four or five? Yeah. And so you get to see like dad I think going. It's a little older than that. So you get to see the dad going off to fight whatever. Yeah. And then. Being and Dean being told to like you know lock the doors, shoot first, don't ask questions later, don't leave, protect Sam at all costs, and like and then he's fucking left there. Dean's left there to take care. He's ten years old. And Sam's the worst. Yeah. So like Dean makes him dinner, <laughs> which is like spaghettios. I don't want spaghettios. I don't want Lucky Charms. But you asked for it. He's like, I saw that there's Lucky Charms left. He's like, but I haven't had any yet, which is a very kid fight. But then, of course, Dean gives it to him because he's in charge. Yeah. Because he was parentalized at a young age because dad is a piece of shit that only cares about killing monsters and not about raising his sons. And Sam's the worst. Well, yeah. Okay. Um, So, anyway, so Dean's clearly got a lot of guilt about this because now they're at a hotel and he sees, like, a kid that reminds him uh, him of him at his age and a shitty younger brother that reminds him of Sam. Yep. Okay, let's go. John. What? Supernatural is ageist. What? It's not supernatural. It's like Sam and Dean. See, Dean sees a creepy old lady. 
With an inverted cross in her, in her, in her like, in her, yeah, in her hospital room. Co- an inverted cross in her room. And so it turns out Estriga is a witch. Yeah. That feeds from Romania, you know, from Bulgaria or something. It feeds on the life force of children, and it's a lo- creepy old hag. But she looked like a witch, and she had an inverted cross. Yeah, and so it just turns out she's just an old, sad, blind lady that's alone in the hospital that no one ever talks to. And they wouldn't fix her upside-down crucifix. Yeah, and all Dean had to do was, like, push it, and it went back to the right side. It's kind of sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's keep going. So. So. It turns out that... That all these flashbacks that we've been watching have something to do with the current case. Mm-hmm. And the thing it has to do with how cute you are being. You're being so cute with your little beard. No, it's just very soft and nice. You should I just that all off? No, it's going to be in there because everyone needs to know how cute your beard is. It's so mm-hmm. soft and red. Anyway, <laughs> it's just adorable. Um, no, so basically, the, like, the dad has left them alone... In this fucking hotel room for three days. Well, he's busy. And has not come in. There's no food anymore, practically. So at some point, Dean just goes and plays, like, pinball somewhere. Comes back, and Estriga's, like, trying to eat Sam. And Dean, little baby badass over here, he's, like, ten, right? A year older than our youngest. Slowly reaches down to grab a shotgun, picks it up, and is about to shoot. When the dad jumps, it runs into the room, like slams into the room. Dean, get down! And then like shoots the trigger eighteen times that falls out the window. And then he grabs Sam, and then like, and he's like, "How? Oh, where were you? I can't forgive you." Blah blah. blah. And then I told Dean, him not to leave the room. And then never told you not to leave the room. And then Dean's like, and then Dad never looked at me the same again. And it's like. What a piece of shit this dad is. Well, he knew he couldn't trust him to protect his brother anymore. He shouldn't be have to. Yeah, that's the family like, business. He should obtain... Like, he could have come by. No, he's busy. And so the, say, Dean is saying this because he's about to use the child that is at the hotel as bait mm-hmm. to catch this freaking thing. When I suspect... I read this online recently, and I kind of believe it. The idea is that why was the dad so close by? Because he was using them as bait as well. Obviously. Of course. And then, I don't know, like he wanted Dean there so that he could sh- Dean could shoot him faster or something. Or, I mean, when he runs, rushes in, he knows he's outside. He could have been having his own bender. You don't know. But he like he rushes in and shoots it and doesn't fucking kill it, even though he shoots it 18 times. So what are they going to do that's going to kill it more than five bullets to the chest didn't? I don't know. I guess we're going to find out. They're trying to convince this kid right now to like... To be bait. To be bait. And he's like, get out of here, you crazies. He gets to see a witch. <sighs> How is that not appealing? I'd be bait. I'd be your bait. Hmm. Wait. All right, let's keep going. We made it to the end. That was the end. They used a child as bait. Yeah. The kid almost gets killed. Mm. They shot the person a bunch of times. Yeah, a whole bunch of times. Didn't work. No. They immediately get attacked again. Uh, attacks Dean and then attacks Sam again. And then Dean gets it right between the eyes. And that seemed to work. 
that's the effective thing to do. And then he did it like four more times in the eyes and it melted into the yeah. ground. And then the next day, all the kids are better. Yeah, but we... that other co- that other doctor didn't show up. He must have been sick or something. He must have been. The doctor whose picture was in there from like the 1800s. Dr. Heidecker. Dr. Heidecker was a striga, which is a witch. I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to say it twice. You like it when I say it, you weird pervert. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Should we talk about what's happening on the next episode of Supernatural? Yeah. So the next episode of Supernatural is called Provenance. Oh, fancy. Provenance. Divine Provenance. Oh, I like this episode. It's a good episode. You didn't get the... I heard what you said. (laughs) It was very nice. It's like the Florida State Seminole Vesicles. Oh, boy. Episode 19, Provenance, written by David Ehrman. And, oh, okay. Directed by Phil Screechia, but not Striga. I thought for a second it was Striga, (laughs) but it's not. It's Screechia. Um, original date, April 13th, 2006. A portrait of a long-dead family is amazingly lifelike. Maybe that's because one of the likenesses is alive and lethal. <laughs> sounds very supernatural. Very spooky. Yeah, I mean, we watched this together, so I'd be interested to see if you remember this one at all. Probably not. <laughs> well, what did you think about this episode? It was all right. Do you think it was just like a straight run-of-the-mill one? Was it better yeah, than some? Or it's an average-ish. An average-ish, kind of right there in the middle. Yeah, it was fine. We'll definitely have to have an episode where we, like, talk about the... Ep- like, we'll have to have a season one recap episode before season two begins. Um, because we're getting close to the end of the season. So we'll have to do re- a recap where we rank them. Yeah. And then we could, re- like, write that down somewhere, what we rank things as. This will be the Palpatine episode. <laughs> They even made him like electricity engine. Yeah, like totally palpitating. What I do enjoy about this and rewatching it is that they depict the human soul as a kind of shining white ball, in like in in different kinds of formats. And I like that what he's when he's uh, sucking out the striga sucks out the life force of the children. It's coming out as white wisps. Yeah, because he's literally sucking the soul out of them. Not the soul, but the thing that makes the soul alive. Yeah. In a cool way. The essence. I'll get your butt essence. I don't know. Uh, well, do you have anything you want to plug? Because we've been listening to a lot of podcasts. And I think we should plug a podcast. Oh, well, the one we listen to the most? Yes. It's Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet. It's so good. <laughs> it's a brother and sister, and they read bad reviews. Well, not all bad reviews. Mostly bad reviews. And they're so good. Yeah. I'm they're so really cute impressed. together. They're so funny. Mm-hmm. And I have made it to 2000. It was like Christmas. It's the holiday season of ni- 2019. And they're like, oh, it's 2020. We're starting a new decade. Things are going to go so great. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. You sweet summer children. You're about to have a bit of a blow in three months time. Yeah. It's hard to listen to things when you're re-listening to things, and then you get to March uh, 2020. Uh, two weeks to slow the spread. Oh, just everyone's going <laughs> to sit there, and it's fine. It's Everything's two fine. Two weeks, everything will be back to I'm just going to just gonna sit down, and like I just remember us being at Walmart right at the beginning, before the, uh, the quarantine, and like this woman being in front of us, 
she kept standing way too close to us, just as a normal time. It was like normal times, way too close to us. But she was wearing her gloves weird. She was wearing like nitrile gloves and had a mask on that she kept touching and moving around and taking on and off. And we were both just like, what is this lady's, like, what is this is over the top over here? <laughs> like, just totally masked up, wearing gloves. But my biggest thing was like, step off me, bitch. I need you to be, like, I six feet apart is too close, man. Get away. Yeah, that's what's weird. They're like, everybody's got to stay six feet apart. It's like, like oh, so I close? should be able to be so close to people. <sighs> I should be able to breathe on women's necks in the grocery line. No thanks. Oh, I still do that. <laughs> that's weird you're so bad <laughs> well I think there's just two things left to do and that is for the husband to pick the music and the wife to shut her cake hole goodbye and do research yeah it was that <laughs> bye hi there welcome to the secret track by Trish John's sleeping in the next room, so I thought I'd go ahead and tell you how you can contact us. Please email up to and including death at gmail.com. Hit us up on our socials, up to an ID at just about everywhere. That is two with the number two. And if you have a moment, it would be great if you could review us on iTunes or anywhere else. I'd also like to thank Stefan Kartenberg for the use of his song Fire and Ice in the intro and outro in the middles of our program. Uh, Fire and Ice, it's uh, copyrighted 2017, licensed under Creative Commons Attributions, share like license. And I'm going to go ahead and add the link to this to the show notes. Thank you, Stefan, and thank you, listeners. Goodbye.